0: Hey guys, it's Cass. And it's Jess. And we are the Long Distance Fangirls.
1: Today we are having a holiday spectacular, of course, where we are going to go through our top moments from the year 2020. It's a mix of gratitude and also just reflection. So I hope you enjoy our little journey through time.
0: Okay everybody, welcome to this special episode of the Long Distance Fangirls. As we said, we're doing this episode a little bit different. We're gonna go through our top moments of the year. This is something that Jess and I personally do for the past two, three years we've done this. And we the last three. So Yeah. We've done this for a while, just kind of as a good reflection point for each other. I know, like, I have seen podcasts who do this and different friends, I guess, on podcasts who've done this, and it's just a good way to reflect and think of all the good moments of the year, and especially in 2020, where it's been such a crappy year, it's really important to try and find those good moments and make the best of even the worst situations.
1: For sure. I mean, yes, 2020 has been (laughs) less than fantastic, to put it mildly. But that said, I think it's really important to always share gratitude and always kind of put out, like, positivity. Maybe, who knows, by putting out some positive vibes into the world by going through these reflections, maybe good karma will fall upon us next year. I don't know. But... (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. So usually Jess and I do top ten moments with each other, and we cut it down to five for both timing and just, like, overall how this year went. There's no there's no saying how many good moments you had to have in 2020. If you, Even if you just have one to reflect upon, that's okay. So we're sticking with five and one honorable mention, so technically six, I guess.
1: But, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I like always love doing this. It's like, I feel like this is the perfect way for me to also kind of look at what I've done. So I know you're not as into this cast, but I love like setting goals and like doing that whole thing. Like I keep a bullet journal. I'm very much like a habit tracker, all that stuff. And so this like always helps me kind of figure out, like, what do I want to do next? Like, what's what's coming for me in 2021? And so I'm just, I'm really excited to take the time to reflect with you today.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like she said, I don't like to do goals, but for people like me who aren't as into journaling or making New Year's resolutions, things like that, I think this is a really good way to kind of do a wrap-up of the year anyways, because, you know, you're not trying to predict the future. You're not Whatever, especially this year. I'm sure a lot of people's resolutions in 2020 didn't exactly happen. So, this is a nice way to still, you know, try and come out
1: on top with the year. Oh, for sure. For sure. But with that said, are we ready to start with our honorable mentions? Yes, if you want to get us started. All right, I will. So, I'm sure if you guys have been listening to our podcast for a while, you have probably picked up that I've had quite a few medical issues this year. And I just wanted to put as like kind of a very small little thing that I am like just truly very grateful that I was able to one, get through it all, but like two, kind of figure out a way that I can manage a lot of these issues that I've been kind of living with for the last nine months. And I'm just – It was a really tough beginning to 2020. I know most people's like tough start like started like in March and mine was more like February. (laughs) Um, But I am just very grateful that I was able to kind of, I'm not over it, but you know, improve a little bit. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's awesome. I think, especially in healthcare and dealing with all of that, knowing what's going on with you is just one of the biggest hurdles. I mean, because it's a huge question of the unknown and nobody likes to deal with the unknown. So just, there's still a long road ahead as with every chronic illness, but just knowing what's going on with your body, something that you can't control, that's just, it's gotta be relieving.
1: It is. And like, just briefly along the same lines, like I'm also grateful for my kind of, I'm grateful that I had enough self worth that I pushed and got doctors to believe that I was actually suffering like an actual problem because I know that that's a huge huge issue in like the medical world like when you're having issues and like they can't find an answer right away like figuring out yeah oh just kind of dismissing it and I am just grateful that I persevered and like found somebody that was like no we're gonna keep testing until we figure it out and I was like thank you let's let's do that (laughs)
0: That is huge, especially as a woman, like being able to be like, no, I'm not just tired. It's not just hormones. It's not just this. I have a problem. I know myself. I know there's an issue going on here. Help me figure it out. So that's awesome. I'm so glad that that happened for you. Not that you got sick, but this has been something that's been going on for a lot of your life, just kind of under your radar, kind of. And the fact that (laughs) it's finally been somewhat answered, I love that for you.
1: Thank you. I, it's been it's been very uh, eye-opening, that's for sure. But what is your honorable mention? Yes, so
0: something that is kind of broad and I know a lot of people have kind of had this this year, but starting new hobbies in quarantine has been my my honorable mention because it's something that, you know, we we took a spin on, you know, having to be by ourselves for these months. And I personally live alone in all of this. So you kind of go a little nutty when you're by yourself for that <laughs> long. And so I needed new hobbies. So I started knitting, as you guys know, because I started on that JW Anderson sweater, and it's still a work in progress. <laughs> so no, no real updates with that. But I started knitting and punch needling and spending hours scrolling through tiktok as everybody else in the world has but one thing that kind of blew up with tiktok was dancing and while i don't post my dances publicly jess and i had this thing especially in the beginning of quarantine where we would send each other a dance every day just us turning on a song that made us happy that we wanted to share with each other and just dancing around our room and sending it to each other just as like a hey I'm going to get a good start to my day by dancing around and you can see it kind of like a uh keeping each other accountable kind of thing too.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I, that was so early in the pandemic. I loved when we were doing that. That was so much fun. And it always like finding the right song to send to you was always like part of the probably the best part yeah
0: it's part of like the fun of it it's like oh I bet she'll really like this song I want to show this to her
1: what was the one I remember there was one I was so proud of I was like oh I just pulled this like from way back and I (laughs) was just so happy I do remember it It doesn't matter but it was like I god thank you for bringing that up we should do that again that was yeah
0: yeah we did we did pause on it as things kicked up with school and summer started and all of that but yeah, that was a very highlight of the year for me.
1: Oh, I can see why. I think new hobbies are so important and definitely something. I mean, you have come so far on that sweater. I like I know you said you haven't done anything in a while, but I'm still like proud that you're even attempting, let alone that you're like as far along as you are. So kudos to you. I feel like I've, I've definitely not picked up any new hobbies myself. So good. Good on you thank you thank you with that said are we ready for number five yes Jess hit us with your number five moment of the year <gasps> Drumroll, please we are starting at number five with starting this podcast yeah and
0: that was actually my number five too so we can oh my talk God. about this together
1: <laughs> I love that for us that's amazing that's like also that's like also like perfect timing wow I love that um So, I don't know, like, what your reasoning for it is, but mine was, I think, two, I have two big things. Number one is, we've lived so far apart for so long now, like, what, at least six years probably, and it's just, it's not been hard keeping up our friendship at all. You and I text all the time, we Snapchat, we do whatever, and that's great. But this gives us a chance to just completely be ourselves, completely like relive some of our favorite moments when we were together. And just in general, I think it's been really fun for us as friends to kind of have something that's ours. I don't know if you kind of feel the same way.
0: Yeah, so I kind of had two big reasons as well. And one of it was being us, something for us, you know, this is we don't care if nobody listens to this like that's obviously we hope people enjoy this but for us this is just something special that we get to do together and hopefully in 50 years we can come back and listen to this and just realize how how happy we were how much fun this was all of that but then also I think this year in general was a really good time because I think a lot of people kind of reverted back to what Especially One Direction fans in specific, since that's what this season is talking about on the podcast. A lot of One Direction fans kind of reverted back to that version of themselves. And I mean, I know both of us had One Direction and our top artists on Spotify and all of this. And it's just like we all kind of reverted back to this happier time that (laughs) we love just looking back and kind of the nostalgic feeling that One Direction gave us was really exciting. And I'm excited that we're going to do that with other things too, not just One Direction, but other artists and TV shows and movies that have made us happy over the
1: years. I am definitely looking forward to that too. And in a similar vein, for me, it's less about the nostalgia, even though that is like a huge part of it, because it's kind of what formulates what has brought me like the most happiness out of this. But it's just like, one Direction brings me so much joy and I again like I said I know that does have to work with the nostalgia but it's also like their current lives like seeing that all of the guys are so successful on their own like journeys like Zane just had a kid this year like yeah. what and like Liam is like doing all his funny stuff on TikTok and Instagram and all of that and Harry is just like between Hollywood and the recording studio. He's crushing it. (laughs) He really is. And Niall just had that epic performance. And I don't fully know exactly what Louis is up to all the time, but he also like his album is fantastic. And I didn't even know if I'd like his album and I loved it. So honestly, I just love to see all their success like through the years. I love talking about music. Music is one of my favorite things that has been since I was a kid. And overall, like their music is fun. Like, I know sometimes we we don't like some of the songs and we get a little harsh and a little judgy, but in general, like this music is funny, it's goofy, it's just lighthearted and just great. And it's the perfect thing for quarantine, honestly. And I think that's one thing about us too, is we're kind of kind of yin and yang
0: in a way where I'm very much the nostalgic kind of looking at the past type of person, like I, I'm i kind of mushy in that way, and you are more so in like the, of course you love that too, but you like looking at like what are they going to do in the future and what they're doing now, <laughs> and you kind of keep me up on their present stuff while I keep us reflecting on the memories, and I think that's very much how everything in our friendship has gone too.
1: My god, I like you just, I feel like unleashed this new perspective on why our friendship is so strong because that is exactly what happens because let's be real the only time I ever get like super nostalgic is when I'm drunk so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so I I make sure and I keep her and keep her in check with the the nostalgic and the memories because that's I don't know that's just kind of who I am and I think a lot of that has to do with like my family and stuff but yeah I'm very much like the the mushy nostalgic type
1: And I'm always the the planner of the group. And I think that also has to do with my family as well. So hilarious. (laughs) So look at us. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs)
0: Well, since that covers number five for both of us, I think we're ready to move on to your number
1: four. My number four is very general. And I just want to like make that very clear right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um, Because honestly, If I were, if we had done 10 moments, I could have probably picked like very specific things that brought me joy this year. But honestly, just spending time with my family outdoors this year has been one of the greatest things that I could have ever asked for. I was supposed to move to London in March. And as sad as it was to be away from my husband, I was also blessed with nine extra months with my parents and my grandma. Like... Honestly, that's irreplaceable time, and I'm so grateful for it.
0: And and that's so amazing that you look at it that way, that you're as sucky as the situation was of you being away from your husband, that you're able to spin this good perspective on, like, that's precious time that you got with your family.
1: Yeah, I... I know a lot of people are like, oh, let's just write 2020 off and this year sucked. And yeah, I I definitely agree. This year sucked for a lot of people, myself included, in a lot of ways. But I I just think that there I was still able to make the most out of most days, whether that be just taking a walk to my grandma's house with our dogs and letting them like run around the yard together or whether that be playing Yahtzee at a distance from my grandma in her driveway. Like, we literally set up two card tables in the driveway, <laughs> like, six feet apart. and that's played. awesome. Because Yahtzee, you don't need, like, a game board. Like, you can play with your own game, you know? And Yeah. So that's, that's what we did. And then my parents and I, because obviously we wanted to be as socially distant from people as possible, we wanted to slow the spread and all that, one of the things that we did for fun this year was we actually... <laughs> we became nature people and we went to a bunch (laughs) of different trails around like central Illinois and we would drive like even two hours sometimes to go to these trails just to check them out and we went to a couple river walks we went to some like cool woods and like like some cool wooded areas and just like overall it was just really awesome and I that's time and those are memories that I got to make and Was it the memories I was expecting to make this year? No. Did I have to cancel a lot of plans that I had going on? Yep. But I still, like, I wouldn't trade it. It was good.
0: Well, and that's awesome, too, that you got to explore kind of hidden gems of Illinois, because I know kind of a lot of people in the state especially people who don't live in Chicago like you have to realize that there's more to Illinois than Chicago and St. Louis (laughs) so us in the middle like you kind of forget that it's still pretty like there's still a lot to see and it's nice that you were able to kind of enjoy the the hidden gems that it had to offer because I know I've never really I've never even been to like Starved Rock and places like that that are, like, the well-known pretty places.
1: We actually tried to do Starved Rock, but it's not accessible, so we weren't able to do that one. But some of the more obscure places, like, I don't know, I'll just name one. Like, St. Charles had, a, like, a really pretty river walk that I was really glad we did. It had, like, two really nice parks along it. it. The water, was it, like, clear blue water like you'll see down in Florida? No, but it was, like nice. It was a nice fall day. You know, like I will always remember like that niceness about it. I don't know. Our town, like as, as okay as it is, it just, it doesn't have a lot of scenery. So to explore a little bit more of what Illinois has to offer made me appreciate home a little bit more too.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. My number four moment of the year. So as Jess knows, every time that we do this. Always included in my top moments are the concerts that I get to go to during the year. And this year in 2020, I was able to squish in one concert before the pandemic. So my number four moment is being able to go to my one concert of 2020, which was seeing the Lumineers. And I actually saw them the day before shutdown, like literally the next day shutdown happened at the schools like we got the email that we weren't coming back all this stuff so I just talk about scraping one in at the very end and I you love them too don't you yeah that's the second time that I've seen them in concert and I actually this was one that I did very last minute I wasn't planning on going because I I am one that is all for telling people, like, you need to go to a concert by yourself. Like, it is an experience, and it's awesome, and I think more people should do it. And I have done it in the past, and this would actually be my second one that I was going to by myself. And I was like, I don't know, like, if I want to do it by myself, if I if I really want to spend the money and all of that. Because the tickets were kind of expensive, because it's in a new venue, and... I ended up coming across this deal where they were giving tickets that were single seats for $10 that were in like the 100 section. So I was like, I can't pass this up. I was like, this is perfect for me. Cause I am like, I'm going, I would go by myself. It's only $10. Why would I not go to see these people that I, I love them. I have seen them before. I know they on, put on a great show. Like, so I did it and I'm so glad that I did because concerts are something to me that I, I love to do. It's like one of the ways that I like to spend my money for fun. And so I'm, I'm really glad I got to get one in.
1: That's so cool. Like, honestly, it's so weird to think about like real life existing before COVID this year um, in so many ways. And so to think about like the normalcy of just like going to a concert and like, because you used to go to them, like, I swear, like, I think you used to go, like, once <laughs> every month almost, like, maybe not that often, but it, it seemed like, it like you were going, yeah, yeah like, frequently, and I'm not talking, like, you're not going to see Sean Mendes and dropping, like, I don't know, like, $150, but, like, you'll you'll go to smaller venues and stuff like that yeah, a lot. and I, I a I lot of the cool. people
0: that I like um, are smaller artists. And so there's a lot of really good small venues around Milwaukee where I'm at. And so I like to not only support the small venues, but also go see different bands and see them in these smaller settings. Cause like some of my favorite bands I've seen, like where there's only, there's less than 10 people in the room. Like there's only a couple of us there. And while it's probably not great for the artists that they're not having a huge turnout, but it's like, it's amazing for me to be able to see some of my favorite people like, and actually know them, like, have a conversation with them, and so, so I'm a big oh, proponent for, sure. for concerts. While I, I've also seen Sean Mendes, I did see him, and, like, I, we've been to One Direction concerts, and I love how different concerts can be, like, they can be those really small intimate settings, or they can be these massive stadium tours, and the experience is always good for the most part, but yeah i i remember for this concert specifically covid was kind of starting to come up in the news and it was like starting to come up as an issue and that was another thing i was like maybe i shouldn't go to this like it might not be a great idea like i might get this disease that's starting and all this stuff and obviously i ended up okay but i remember it was a big question mark in my head i'm like maybe this isn't worth going to but Probably wasn't, but I did, and I didn't get sick. So.
1: <laughs> well, I think that was before. I mean, maybe this is an ignorant thing to say, but I think that was before it really had spread to the Midwest, too. Like, I think it was mostly yeah. in coastal cities and then in Chicago, which I know Milwaukee is close to Chicago, but I don't think it would have been very widespread in your area yet.
0: Yeah. So glad I got to get that in. But what's your number three?
1: My number three involves a little bit of context. Um, So if y'all didn't know, I run a blog. It's called The Rolling Explorer. And technically, I started it in July of 2019. And quite honestly, between planning a wedding, moving, I had surgery in 2019. Like, just so many different things were going on. I really lost touch with it. I, like, kind of... Stopped using it for quite a long time and I didn't really start picking it back up until June of 2020 and that was because, not totally because, but I was inspired to because the Instagram that kind of corresponds with it had reached a thousand followers And I was like, wait, people are actually interested in this content. And more importantly, people need to know about this content. Like, this is important, like, stuff. It's all about disability advocacy and kind of educating people on what it's like to live as a disabled young woman in the 21st century and all that. And honestly, that moment of hitting a thousand followers was really eye-opening for me. And it's what has led me, essentially to blog full time to make a little bit of money from it and most importantly make an incredible amount of connections and just a fantastic community to have like been found on this blog I am so grateful for all of it it's like all of my passions are rolled into one this is like what I want to be doing this is like the job I want to have and I'm so grateful that That little, like, push made me realize that I shouldn't have ever stopped. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I, for those of you who don't know, Jess has done amazing things over on her blog. Like, it's, as someone who has known Jess and helped her and all of, I don't know, we've been very close for the past... (laughs) like 12 years like we've been there through all of it and it's i'm still learning things along the way too and i think that's something that everybody everybody has something to learn especially about a community that is so not talked about so swept under the rug and i know especially 2020 has been the year of opening up people to many issues that um i can't think of the word that oh, I lost my word, damn it, <laughs> that, mar- that marginalized communities have, especially, you know, black lives, brown lives, all of that stuff, but it's an important conversation that then opens us up to a lot of different marginalized communities, and that's not to take away from anybody, but just to keep in mind that being a straight white person there is so much to learn about everybody straight white able-bodied person there is something to learn from everybody so i think if you aren't following jess's blog you should and even on there she gives you so many other different people to follow that i mean you should use social media not only just as a fun thing but follow people that you normally wouldn't and learn something while you're on there too, you know?
1: For sure. That's like one of my biggest like things that I pushed for, I feel like for the last couple of years in general, because that's how I feel like I have done a lot of my educational stuff. Like I started with kind of the sustainability movement and a lot of climate change activists back a couple of years ago. And I was like, wait, no, I can do this for, social groups as well. And that is just as important. And thank you, Cass. Like, honestly, that means a lot that you think so highly of what I'm doing. Um, it's really sweet. And I appreciate all the support. Cass is like, truly one of my biggest supporters on my blog and has been since day one when it was itty bitty and not doing anything. Because like I said, I ghosted it for a very long time. But um, thank you for all of the support for that. And I definitely agree. Um, generally, when it comes to marginalized voices, there are so many intersectionalities between all of these social groups. I mean, race, sexuality, gender, ability, all of them connect in one way or another. and how they impact a person, and like if somebody falls into multiple marginalized communities and how that can impact them. And I've learned so much. I'm still learning so much. And that's why I think it is so, so important that we surround ourselves. If you can't physically surround yourself with people that are different than you to get a different perspective on the world, it's so important to do so on the internet. Um, Not necessarily if you don't want to do social media, then read books written by people that are marginalized or watch movies on Netflix uh, about these stories and try to make sure they're as authentic as possible because there's so many options out there and so many different types of media and it's just time. It's 2020. Yeah.
0: Plus, Jess has gained like 10K followers this year. So like she's doing really well and other people think (laughs) so too. So big congrats to her on that.
1: Oh, I love you. Thank you. What's your number
0: three? Yes, my number three is actually pretty similar to your number four. And mine is very broad and just saying I am really grateful that I got to have safe hangouts with both family and friends this year. So I post COVID or in a COVID type world, I didn't get to see my family very much this year. I didn't go home for Thanksgiving, a lot of different things, but I did go home in July for about a week. I, you know, we took all the proper precautions and everything and got tested and all that. And I went home and it was just so nice to be able to see my family and, not only just like my immediate family, but I got to see, you know, my brother and his fiance and they got a new puppy and I got to meet the puppy and I got to hang out with um, Jess was home at the time and two other of our really close hometown friends were home and I have Jess has a patio outside of her house and I have a pretty big deck outside of my house so we just came to you know to each other's houses and we just chatted and Jess and I watched a movie out on my deck one night and
1: Oh we didn't just watch a movie, we watched Hamilton, let's name drop here, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, just Jess, Jess doesn't have Disney Plus, so I got to um and she hadn't seen Hamilton on Broadway. So I was I was lucky enough to see it for my birthday last year. It came up to Milwaukee and Jess just hadn't had the opportunity and I was like, Girl, you have to see this movie <laughs> So <laughs> So we watched it and she loved it. And I just opened her eyes to the Hamilton world and it was really great. And then I got to safely see a couple of my friends here in Milwaukee too, whether it just be, you know, hanging out or I got to paddle board a couple times this summer. One of my friends got really into boarding because it's like the safest water summer sport you can do. Like you're literally on a board by yourself just in the middle of a lake. So... So I got to do that and it was just, it was really fun to find these new inventive safe ways to hang out with my friends and my family. So I'm just, I'm really grateful that we found ways to do that. And a lot of video calling, lots of FaceTimes this year, phone calls, all that kind of stuff. Netflix party! (laughs) Yes, oh my god, Jess and I started Netflix, teleparty, Netflix partying this summer, and we haven't stopped since. Like, we've been heavily watching Glee, so if you guys want a season <laughs> on Glee, let us know. I don't know if I want to do that. But
1: <laughs> I mean, at least it's a short enough, like, show that if we were to do it, it would be... <laughs> we could at least finish. It's not like Grey's Anatomy, where we would literally be going on for years. Yeah, so it's,
0: it's so cool to see how many different inventive things have people had come up with this year, like the teleparty stuff. And that's just so awesome. It's like, this is something that we should have had before, but it's like, as sucky as COVID has been, it's so cool to see all these inventive things that have come out of it and all these safe
1: ways to hang out with people. I completely agree. And I'm so glad that you were able to go home for a little bit. I know like, God, this year has sucked, like I said, for so many people. And there, I know so many that live a lot farther than you that weren't able to, like, see anyone this year. And I'm, I'm so happy that you were able to have these hangouts go paddleboarding. That's awesome. I've never done that, probably because <laughs> I have one leg is a good reason why. But also, just in general, I've never been in, like, a space where paddleboarding was, like, a thing. So that's really cool. It sounds like... Honestly, it sounds like you also have made the most of your year, which I love.
0: Yeah, you try your best. And it's awesome that, you know, my friends and I and my family were still able to stay in touch. Because I, I do live by myself. And like I said, you can go a little nuts when you live by yourself. And so I'm so grateful that I have friends who continually checked in on me. And were like, hey, let's go do something. Whether that be, you know, paddle boarding or just... Telepartying or watching Glee, whatever it was. I'm very <laughs>
1: grateful that I had people who continually checked in on me. Yeah, that's huge, especially during this time and especially for somebody that lives alone like yourself.
0: But yeah, with that, let's hear number two.
1: <gasps> number two is my move to London, which honestly. <laughs> Was such a relief. I don't even know. Like, I was happy, but like, the very first feeling I think I got when I arrived at Heathrow was just like this overwhelming, like, sense of just like, I can breathe. Like, this happened. This has been like, you know, how like a drum roll, like, you're always waiting for that, like, final hit. That was like my final hit. I was like, <laughs> all right, I've been, I've been, like, kind of like teasing that this is going to happen. I've been kind of like playing with the idea. I've been going through immigration, I've been applying to a bunch of different like things online to try to make this happen and booyah it happened and I just honestly part of me I've been here for literally almost a month now it'll be a month and three days and I still can't fully believe that I'm here it I don't know if that yeah
0: well but your whole year has I mean this is your culmination of 2020 like your whole year has led up to this moment and it's just like you waited months and months and months, and it's like, oh, my God, it's finally here. Like, I am living in London.
1: Yeah, and, like, even once I got out of quarantine, because when you travel internationally right now, you obviously have to do a two-week quarantine, Um, and once I was able to leave the apartment for the first time, it still didn't even hit me that I was, like, somewhere else. I don't know if that even makes sense, but, like, I went... <laughs> I went by Buckingham Palace, because we live very close to Buckingham Palace, and I was like, oh, I should feel things, and I don't fully. I'm just, like, relieved. I'm just, like, whatever. I don't know. That probably doesn't fully, like, make a whole lot of sense. I mean,
0: part of it probably is, too, like, you've always, like, visited London, and you've done, like, two-week-long visits or whatever, so I feel like we're kind of getting to the point in your time there where these next few weeks, it'll probably hit you a lot harder, where you're like, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, I don't, like, get the most homesick. Like, I'm not going to, like, shut down. But I, I generally usually have more of a homesickness feeling than this mm-hmm. uh, quicker. Um, Like, when I studied abroad, I remember, like, feeling like, oh, man, I I wanted to go home after, like, three weeks. But not, like, to the point that I was actually going to, like, be go distressed home. about <laughs> it or go home. Yeah, yeah, it was just more like that, like, longing. And I guess there have been like brief moments where I've been like, oh, this is foreign to me. This is like not my home. And I felt like that. But in general, like, I think it's just because like I actually have a home base to like go to, if that Mm. makes sense. I don't know. There's a lot of factors at play. And maybe that's a good sign because this is going to be my home. And so maybe it's normal that I just feel relieved instead of any other type of feeling. (laughs) No,
0: and that's awesome that you've already kind of, that you feel so safe and comfortable and all of this living with your husband and all of that that this already feels like home to you. That's that's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely. Him and I still have some quirks to work out. Like he well, likes at like eight thirty at night, and I'm like, oh, I'm starving.
0: <laughs> okay, though you, your family growing up, you guys ate late.
1: <laughs> okay, you guys ate early though, so. <laughs> My late is like seven seven thirty, just
0: to That's be clear. Late. That's a late dinner.
1: That is a normal dinner.
0: <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I would argue
0: because my family ate at like five five thirty, and then Jess's would eat at like seven seven thirty. Sometimes almost eight. Not usually when I was there. You guys would eat at like seven when I was there, but it's just like the differences in everybody's eating times is so funny to me.
1: Well, also, I think part, well, okay, this is going to get slightly off track for a second, but part of the reason that we ate so late growing up is because schedules were so, like, hectic. My dad was, I was busy in things. My mom worked 45 minutes away. Like, all of it culminated in, like, all right, well, we're not going to start cooking probably until, like, eight o'clock tonight.
0: Yeah, well, and that's kind of, like, why we ate early, being as, like, a lot of times my parents would be so busy at work during the day that, they wouldn't eat lunch. And so they'd get home and they'd be like, okay, we're hungry, it's time for dinner. And so, like, as soon as work was over, dinner was, like, the first thing to happen.
1: Yes, for sure. And that totally makes sense, if I'm honest. Like, it's just different households, different things. But I can tell you right now, our household with uh, Jack <laughs> is not going to make 8.30. Yeah, like, once I get, like, an actual, like, job where I'm going out into the real world every day, ooh, that is not gonna fly.
0: Well, that just doesn't even make sense. Like, if you get up for work and you eat breakfast before work, say you work at, like, 8 at the latest, or 9, I guess. you have, You already had breakfast.
1: You're gonna eat lunch at, like, 1. That's way too big of a gap. <laughs> oh, my God, I know. I'll be, like, ravenous. And then, you know what will happen? I'll just get crabby and... I don't know, maybe bad that will... Things will ensue. Oh, God, I'm not a fun person when I'm crabby, that's for sure. <laughs> How did we get here? Okay, moving on to your number two.
0: <laughs> yeah, so my number two actually lines up with, I hope, with what Jess's number one is. But my number two is actually Jess's wedding slash bachelorette party from pre-COVID this year, from January and February.
1: Wait, that is my number one, so that makes oh, sense. <laughs> Yeah, Jess's wedding was just, I mean,
0: I don't know. I mean, the okay, so I guess we'll start with the bachelorette party because that happened first. And I kind of put these together just because I could have separated separated them had we done more than five things. But I'm like, really just the whole thing, the whole wedding experience was a definite top moment of the year. And so your bachelorette party was in January and that was great. We got a bunch of our friends together. I got to meet Jess's friends from college who I've heard so much about and then never got the chance to meet them until then. So that was so amazing. It was like a big group of hopefully her favorite people. And we all got to come together and meet each other. And it was, I think we had a good time. Hopefully Jess thinks we had a good time.
1: (laughs) Do you want me to respond now or do you want to keep going? that's that's it okay with the bachelorette party first and foremost i would like to say thank you to Cass because she planned the hell out of it you knew what i wanted you knew what i was after and you made it happen and i'm really grateful for that it was a really fun time it was a group of like my favorite people on this earth and i am just so happy that like we were all able to get together i know there were a few hiccups here and there um Especially with weather, I know that was like the biggest issue, yeah. but that's what you Chicago, get for having a winter.
0: Chicago in January, of course, it's kind of icky out, but yeah.
1: But I overall, got to have it was Nandos great. The first time. That was great. <gasps> yes, I forgot. Oh my god, I that never, was
0: great. That was like one of Jess's biggest requests was that we were going to have Nando's because that's a big thing in England, and here there's not very many, but there is one in Chicago. So I think that this was like a whole weekend thing. It was like a Friday, Saturday and Sunday brunch. So Friday there was four of us who were there, Jess, myself, Trevor, and then one of our other good friends, Hollis. And so we went to Nando's just the four of us and uh, I had never had it before and it was so good. Ah! (laughs) The garlic bread though, right? Yes. Oh my God. So good. Yes,
1: it was. It was so good. And then just to give everybody like the details, because why, why not? Um, Later that night, we actually just kind of stayed around the hotel, but we ordered a Giordano's deep dish pizza, which was amazing. And then the next day is when kind of everybody showed up um, that kind of couldn't come necessarily for the whole weekend or whatever and we started the day by going to the wonder museum which is essentially just like a bunch of like 3D art <laughs> i don't know a better way to put it that you can take it's pictures like, with
0: yeah it's like in not installation but it's yeah it's it's a photo opportunity lots of photo opportunities <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it was, like, a great way to spend, like, a bachelorette party with, like, all of my favorite people because it was a great way for me to get photos with all these people and have those memories to hang on to from the occasion. And then that night we came back after the Wonder Museum got dressed. We went to this awesome place for dinner. It had the best chicken Alfredo. I don't actually remember what it was called offhand, but it also had some really good wine. Yeah,
0: yeah, you had I don't remember what you had either, but you had really good
1: champagne or wine or
0: whatever it was.
1: I think it was a prosecco, but either yes. way, it's fabulous. And then we went to a karaoke bar which let me just tell you this is everything I wanted and more with my bachelorette party. I love singing, I love performing, and even if it's as goofy and terrible as karaoke, sign me up. I was living my best life that weekend. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jess put on a performance of Wanted Dead or Alive in her white short dress and her little fake bachelorette wedding veil, and she got the whole bar going with her banjo.
1: <laughs> I did. I really did. I There's a video evidence of all this, too, which is just fantastic. <laughs> and, yes, I've gone back and watched it because it's hilarious, and I was definitely, like, very drunk at this time. And God bless Cass for dealing with my drunken crying, like, an hour after that a performance <laughs> occurred.
0: So. That's okay. That's what, that's what we're here for. But, yeah. yeah, so the bachelorette party was a hit, obviously, for us. And then, yeah. yeah, then your wedding was in February, and that was just, it was so beautiful. It was a beautiful day. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better February wedding day. And the pictures were beautiful, the ceremony beautiful, everything. Beautiful. It was great.
1: I feel like everybody's always waiting for something to go wrong on their wedding day. And here's where I gotta like give the woman her props. My mom worked her butt off to make sure that this wedding was gonna be like the best ever. I mean, I worked really hard too, don't get me wrong, but my mom put in so much like time, energy. That, like, it's not her wedding. She doesn't have to, you know? Yeah. And it's just because of all that, I'm just so grateful. Because it was was truly the perfect day. Were there, like, little things that, like, were not 100%, like, perfect? Of course. But, like, who cares? Who cares? Like, in the grand scheme of things, Cass was right. The weather was perfect. And having a wedding in February in the middle of Indiana, not necessarily (laughs) guaranteed. And the ceremony was weird and quirky but like great and we were in a great location the reception was so much fun I was so happy that people were like up and dancing and enjoying themselves and the food was great love the food maybe food was great tooting my own horn but (laughs) it was real good (laughs) so I don't know it was just great and like the whole like lead up to the wedding too like I loved the night of the rehearsal as well like Seeing everybody in the hotel lobby for the first time was actually something I wrote down in my bullet journal as one of my favorite moments of February. Just because it was like, wow, my our families are like blending into one. Our friends are blending into one. And I just, God, it was just so powerful and amazing.
0: Especially, I mean, it's important to note, like, of course, Jack's whole party was from England. Like, none of us knew anything any like they had no idea who we were we had no idea who they were like that sort of thing so I'm sure it was very powerful to see everybody getting along together and kind of getting to know
1: each other yeah and also just to see everybody like there as well like I know with the bachelorette party like a lot of my friends were there and able to make it but I have friends all over the country I have family all over the country and Jack like you said is from England so they're all from over there like it was truly just like this blended moment and the wedding was just an amplification of that like adding more people and it's just like I don't know that goes against everything that COVID is and I think maybe that also is why it like stands out in my mind as being so powerful this year beyond the fact that it was my wedding and like you know but yeah (laughs)
0: Good stuff. Great number two moment for me. Sorry I stole your number one thunder. Hopefully you got did you say everything you wanted to say about it?
1: Oh yeah. I'm over the moon. I could probably talk for hours about my wedding, but we're not gonna do that today.
0: (laughs) So I guess I'll wrap it up then with my what was my top moment of twenty twenty and that is the fact that I was able to get a job this like a month or so ago. I am I could not be more grateful for the fact that I got one during the pandemic. I know. So, I mean, I personally even lost a job in the pandemic in March, or I guess it technically, I lost it in June. So I completely understand like that's, it's devastating to lose a job. It changes a lot of things with how your life's going to go. And the fact that I was able to get one last month And I get to start soon, and I'm just so excited because it it feels like it's the start of my rest, the rest of my life because it is, like, a big girl job, and I just, I'm so, so excited and so, so grateful.
1: You have worked so hard for this, and it is so well-deserved. And that's not to say that anybody, nobody, like, you know what I'm saying, but everybody deserves a job, but I'm just, like, so glad that you were able to get one because I know, like, this year has been so much of a struggle for you. And I I, like know your story. I know like everything that's gone on with school and how difficult that has been at times and the whole job front. I know like how stressed, stressful that can be as somebody who like was seeking work not too long ago either. And so it's just like, man, go, go you, honestly. This is not an easy market right now and you killed it, you killed it.
0: Thank you. That means a lot. But yeah, so I don't mean to toot my own horn or anything, but damn, I'm glad I got a job. (laughs) (laughs) Gives 2021 a much better outlook.
1: I'm sure it does give 2021 a better outlook. Like my goodness, like you get to start the year with all of these brand new experiences, getting to know a bunch of new people. And ultimately, like you said, starting your career, which is like a huge step like for anyone. And I'm so excited for you.
0: Thank you. Me too. But that about wraps up this episode. Now that we've talked about all of our top moments. But thank you guys for listening. This has been so fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know it's not our usual One Direction fangirling content. But this is something, like I said, that we do all the time. Not all the time. We do this every year. And I know I look forward to it. I'm sure Jess does too. And we thought... Why not put it in recording this year? Something that we can look back on and share it with you guys if you want. And then I hope that you guys try to do this too. You know, it's really important, especially this year, to reflect on the good things.
1: Yeah, if you want to share it with us as well, feel free to go to our social media channels. Probably the best place to do that would be our Facebook group, but you're more than welcome to put it in an Instagram comment or a Twitter thread if you really want to. Um, I'd just be curious to see like what good things did happen this year. Just kind of share the positivity and yeah. share the positive news because there's been so much negative. It would be good to hear some good. Yes, of course. And
0: yeah. Of course, the usual, if you liked this, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you didn't like it, leave us a review, but maybe tell us why and what we can improve upon. And we'll see you guys next time in 2021.
1: Oh, oh my God, such a big time. Thank you, guys. See you next time. See you next year. Bye. Ah, Bye.